Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of The Remake Mistake, brought to you by WolfbaneBlooms.com. In this podcast, we're going to take a look at an original horror movie and its remake and the relationship between each other uh, in an effort to answer two questions. First, does it stand up to the original? And the second, should it have been remade? Or is this remake a mistake? Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolfbane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Okay, and this week, uh, for our first episode, we thought it would be fitting to talk about the Wolfman, since it is our site's namesake. Um, So we're going to be looking at the 1941 Wolfman, uh, starring, of course, Lon Chaney Jr., as well as the 2010 remake, starring Benicio Del Toro. I am Eric, and with me, as always, is Mike. All right, so first here, we're going to take a look at the original movie, Um, again, 1941. This is like classic universal horror time period um this had to be what the third uh of the classic monsters of the ones people think of it's the third yeah dracula frankenstein and then the wolfman yeah probably the three most iconic out of that group and uh of course as as the wolfman as larry talbot lon chaney jr who um became just as synonymous with the wolfman as bela and boris were with dracula and frankenstein i think yeah I think uh, Junior was actually the only person to play their character throughout the whole series. And I mean, he actually also had his hand at Frankenstein. And the mummy. And the mummy. And I think Dracula too, which was the worst Dracula. They called Lon Chaney Sr. the man of a thousand faces. They called Lon Chaney Jr. the man of one face. (laughs) He was uh, a big face too. Yeah, one big baseball mid face. he was really good at doing one specific thing, and that was being this, you know, kind of sympathetic, almost loser type character, and that's exactly what uh, he did in The Wolfman. Yeah, he's he's so sad. Uh, that movie actually is sitting at 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty phenomenal. Well, it's not a surprise either. Yeah, I mean, it's a classic, but we've, we've come to understand that the horror genre in general is going to get demolished on Rotten Tomatoes on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, but... With the classics, they've we're still watching them 70 years later. Right. There's got to be a reason for that. Um, um, so automatically coming in, we know that this is going to be a great movie. We know it's going to be a classic. Um, about an hour and 10 minutes, so it's, it's decently long. I mean, there were certainly uh, early movies that were like barely coming in at an hour. And I think the last time that I sat down and watched this movie, that almost surprised me uh, how long it was. Um, and it, it almost drags on at a few points, so... We can, we can talk a little bit about the movie itself. So um, it opens up and we see uh, Lon Chaney Jr. as Larry Talbot. He's he's coming in um, from America, right? He's an actor. Yeah, he yeah. moved. Right, so he and, comes and in. And immediately became American and lost any accent he may or may not have had. Right. Uh, yeah, so he comes in, he visits his father, played by the incredible Claude Rains. And the fir- very first thing you notice is that there's no... There's absolutely no way that this giant uh, behemoth man came from tiny little Claude Rains. Yeah, mother must have been a giant monster. Yeah, it's it's automatically unbelievable. But you know, Claude Rains is amazing, so you forget about it. Mm. Um, so right away in the movie, uh, he just he turns into a huge creep. He he gets a hold of his father's telescope yeah. and immediately. <laughs> Shoots it across the street and starts spying on a woman changing in her window. Well, she wasn't changing, changing. 
<laughs> it was weird though. It was still super weird. And so his instinct after seeing her is to immediately go to her shop and creep her out by mentioning the type of earrings that she was that she had on her bed table. Well, he admits to watching her through the telescope, so <laughs> not at first. Well, he wants her to catch on. Yeah, he, we call the cops. On he, him. <laughs> yeah, his approach is is uh, let's play it as creepy as possible as soon as possible. But yeah, she goes for it. But he's still kind of charming. Yeah, he's slightly charming. Either way, she immediately goes for it. Uh, we find out that this is the main character, main uh, female character in love interest, Gwen. Um, and so we find out that she has a fiance, I think. And I don't know. She has a fiance or somebody. And uh, Larry, Larry's asking her out and she keeps saying no and she's not going to meet him. And uh, he shows up to the shop that night and she goes with him anyway. Automatically, you know, a weird relationship between the two of them. Yeah, but it's. Like you said, it's an hour and ten. They got to cram as much as they can in here. Sure. You want to show him as normal mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. possible, which watching a woman through a telescope is perfectly yeah, normal. It's like going and having does. a conversation mm-hmm. and asking her out, even though she's engaged. Is that when he buys the cane? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, that is he's when trying he buys to be charming and yeah, 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 yeah. digs himself out of the hole by giving her money. Right by buying this uh, wolf-headed, uh, silver-tipped cane, yeah. which is pretty be, cool cane. Yeah beautiful um so anyway okay so gwen's friend tags along and they end up going out the three of them and they walk into the woods for some reason and immediately the very first thing they stumble upon is a big old pile of wolf bin yeah just like right out of the gate well they told us it's blooming yeah it's blooming like crazy and uh so this is the first time we hear the the poem about wolf bane blooming um and that's when they go and visit the gypsy camp yeah well they're on their way to the gypsy camp they're to watch their, the show. Weren't they on their way to the carnival? Oh, no, 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 no. That's later. Okay, they're on their way to the gypsy camp. They meet Maleva and ba- her son, Bela. Or husband, Bela? Son. Uh, I know. I don't know. I always assume son. Man, Maleva and Bela are there. Yeah. Bela is playing... Bela Lugosi is playing Bela. This is brilliant casting. Mm. Yeah. He's written for him. Yeah, it's just written with his name in the script. Um, Bela immediately sees the uh, star on... Integrate. Jenny's, yeah, on, the, on Jenny's palm, and uh, of course, Bela turns into the wolf, attacks Jenny, and Larry just beats him to death with the cane. Yeah, he turns into a dog that's right. supposed to be a wolf, he which turn, he turns into a German Shepherd, which is a big controversy because later Lon becomes a two-legged wolf man, which I never thought about until I started looking into this movie. And you know what? I don't care. <laughs> doesn't bother you at no, all it's it is what it is yeah i mean i suppose if you're suspending your belief that a man could turn into a wolf yeah you could suspend belief of the different types of wolves <laughs> there are wolves not there's, wolves there's two different types of wolf men yes the wolf kind men of and wolf boys the, ty- kind of t- <laughs> the kind that turns into a german shepherd and the kind that turns into lon cheney jr those are the two types of wolf men i don't know which one i'd rather be cursed with no they're equally unfortunate <laughs> yeah all right, so he beats him to death. Uh, Bela turns back into a man fully clothed. Yeah, well. Minus his shoes. Yeah. Seems like an interesting thing that you would lose. It's the 1940s. All right. The shoes are gone, fully clothed otherwise. Now at this point, Lon's feeling pretty bad about the whole deal. He goes and visits the crypt where yeah. he sees Maleva praying for Bela. Yeah, this is immediately where we start to see sad Lon Chaney. Yeah, where he so- snaps into being a 
decent actor. Yes. Oh, so Gwen, Gwen and her fiance go to the carnival. They meet up with Larry. He has like a panic attack shooting at wolf, uh, tin wolves at the carnival game. Yeah. Um, it's weird. All of a sudden. Also a four-legged wolf. Also a four-legged wolf, right? Important distinction. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> um, the gypsies immediately bail from the camp. Like they just pack up and they get out of there. Um, and this is followed by the scene that I forget about every single time I watch this movie. And that's like the two minute montage, like weird trippy oh, yeah, acid trip montage. Well, originally it was supposed to be, we're not sure if he's actually imagining turning into a wolf mm-hmm. or actually turning into a wolf. Right. But they changed that concept later yeah. to make it very apparent that and he's a wolf, a wolf man. A wolf man. So it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but it's it's just such a like out of place scene in that movie. I feel like there's... It's just like the boat scene in Willy Wonka, like the boat scene in Willy Wonka. You're just like watching this weird, like almost experimental thing where they're just flashing images over his head. That's how most montages are. You just sit there and wait for them to be over. That's true. Yeah. So that's super weird. And then we get the first transformation scene, which is awesome. Um, I think in the first scene, you just see his feet transform though, right? It's still great. I think it starts. It's when he's sitting in the room, right? yeah. Yeah. It starts at his feet. And they're already the wolf's feet, and then you pan up, and it's his hands starting to turn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the and ma- he's freaking the hell out. Yeah, right. Well, he doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah. So the makeup in this movie was done by the famous famous Jack Pierce, who did Frankenstein, Boris Karloff, Frankenstein, the Boris Karloff Mummy, um, and countless other uh, makeup for Universal back in that time. Um, he was kind of the gold standard for makeup in horror going forward. Um. So after after uh, Larry transforms for the first time, he just goes out and murders a grave digger in the woods. Just, he had it coming. Yeah, I mean, just right away, just goes and kills him. So he wakes up. Oh, so the Wolfman. I guess it doesn't necessarily matter if you see a pentagram on your victim. He's well, going to kill yeah, who the hell? He probably never met that grave digger. Before. Yeah, no. So what? What's the point of the pentagram? Then? You know what? That's an excellent question. I mean, I understand if you have it on you that you're marked, but. I guess it's just a little warning maybe you get once in a while. Yeah, because that gravedigger, he had no warning. Maybe they're supposed to become wolves and the gravedigger is supposed to have his, his throat ripped off. Yeah, he's just dead. Yeah. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. Who knows? I'm sure we're thinking more into it than they did. Oh, yeah. There's no way. Actually, after that scene, uh, Larry wakes up with a mark, with the star mark yeah, on right his on chest. Yeah, shoulder. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, chest shoulder. Chest shoulder. Um, chest shoulder. Yeah, that's, I, that's a thing. That yeah. I often forget about, too. Does that go away? Does he have that permanently? Well, I don't think we get the luxury of seeing him without a shirt uh, on yeah, again. That's true. All right. So, you know, the movies, we're kind of getting into some slow stuff here. He goes to a funeral. He goes to the funeral of the gravedigger. Well, you, know, you killed a man. I know, but, you know, it's just dragging on. And this, this is, these are the parts I always forget about where he's just, he stands awkwardly in the back of a church for five minutes and then yeah, he bails. That's, that's showing that he's... Very remorseful, and he's not enjoying Ugh. being a wolf man. I think it's necessary. Uh, it's just forgettable to me. Well, yeah, you need it at that moment and never yeah. any other time. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so um, the villagers, you know, they're concerned at this point. They start setting traps. Um, bear traps. Bear traps. Uh, Larry changes again, now for the second time, and immediately gets stuck in a bear trap. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It doesn't seem to phase him too much. Like he kind of dances of his house. way out of it. Yeah. Very first step onto the grass into a bear trap. 
Yeah. So, you know, they're real quick moving in these types of scenes. They're just busting through them. Um, Maleva comes. We find out she has the power to turn him turn him back yeah. with, a, with a little poem, Gypsies. a secondary poem, not yeah, the poem that, that everybody thinks of. Yeah, not a, not a great poem. Yeah. And truthfully, this is a thing that I just found out, um, is that Maleva never says the Wolfbane poem. No. Which she's credited for that poem across the internet. I mean, if you, she's on IMDb quote saying that, she's on Wiki quote saying that. Did she say it in Frankenstein? Uh, Versus or meets the Wolfman? Is that the same actress? Yeah. Then she died by uh, lighting a cigarette, falling asleep and burning to death. Jesus Christ. Well, she died at the hospital a little bit later, a few days later. That's not better. (laughs) It was because of that. Yeah, thank you. Hey, anytime. Uh, okay, so maybe she says it in there. But, um, okay, so she turns him back. Now, Larry just, this is him at his most frantic. He goes to talk to Gwen frantically. He goes to talk to his father frantically. Everybody treats him like a complete idiot. Well, except the people, yeah. Not even like an idiot sometimes. I mean, they just Gwen is put like, him to the side. Oh, Larry, you're just confused is all you don't you don't tell a grown man that he's confused that's like that's you know it's treating him like a child yeah well it feels like he's being treated like a child and they want to because they keep pushing him away and not even noticing him like when he after he cha- uh, changes back in the woods he kind of limps half clothed mm-hmm. nothing in his hands and he comes across two hunters who are looking for the wolf creature oh right and he says oh i'm also hunting and then he limps away yeah and they just bought it yeah they were like all right yeah, yeah, seems, so then, yeah. that's pretty reasonable i often go hunting for a monster with with yeah. nothing in my hands right bare feet yeah um all right so we're getting to the end now his father straps him claude rain straps him into a chair to prove to him that he's making it up which is not insane no that's fine. if if he... my son <laughs> came up to me and said i do not have a son and <laughs> He said to me, I think I'm becoming a wolf man. I'm like, all right, I'm going to prove you're not and strap you down. Sure. That's very fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So now at this point, Gwen is just running through the woods in the middle of the night. Well, they're all hunting for right. the monster. Gwen isn't hunting. She's like, she, I think she's looking for Larry. She's just running through the woods yelling Larry's name. Oh, yeah. He gets out, by the way, after he changes into a wolf. Immediately gets yeah. out. Well, yeah, I mean, this, this, this old man strapped him down. He's a wolf, man. Yeah. He wolf. can get out of the restraints. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Larry's a wolf now. He attacks Gwen, who's just running aimlessly through the dark woods. And then, of course, um, his father comes and beats him to death with his own cane. After being scolded by Maleva. Yeah, about being yeah. a bad father. Yeah. She really lets him have it. Yeah, she's kind of a jerk. I mean, people should give Papa Talbot a little Papa more credit. Talbot. Yeah. Papa Talbot, he gets okay credit, but Maleva just doesn't have any sympathy for him. Yeah, but he's not wrong in anything he did. He's treating it the way it should be treated. Beating him son to death with a cane? He beat a monster to death That's after true. Maleva came and put those gypsy words in his head. Didn't she kind of warn him that it was Larry, though? I yeah. thought she said something to the effect of like, hey, by the way, that wolf is, yeah, she speaks in, is Larry. In, in rhyme, in poem. Anyway, okay, last scene in the movie, Maleva turns him back into a man. Big reveal, Sir John. I think once you get probably killed, you get goes into. Back. No, I think she gives him the oh, old yeah, poem guess, treatment. And so if you get killed as a wolf man, and you don't have an old gypsy woman to change you back, you you're just die as a wolf man. Okay, you die the way you lived. Oh, well, sometimes. 
Wouldn't it be that once the wolfbane is no longer in bloom? I guess you would turn back then. You'd have to wait. You're dead. Who cares? You have to wait a month. Your which monster soul is, an excellent, is burning in hell. Is an excellent uh, thing to talk about. The fact that the original Wolfman is does not change on the full moon. And you don't even see the moon. There's in the, no mention you of the moon. You have a telescope and all you see is a lady in her uh, changing. Uh-huh. There's no mention of the moon. They never show a moon. The, um, you see moonlight and a lot of fog, but that's a lot of it. Fog. Basically, so in, in the original, this is this is how they get away with having a wolf transform so many times within a movie because the wolf bane blooms for a month, right? Uh, I'm not a botanologist. Either way. <laughs> so uh, this is why you don't need a month to pass per every transformation. You can transform as many times as he wants, I guess, during or as many times as he has to within this one tight period of time which actually makes a lot more sense than what's become the yeah. accepted full moon once a month transformation because in most of these werewolf movies, it, it doesn't seem like a month has passed between They don't even make it seem... They they just pretend that that's not... It doesn't exist. Yeah, the full moon is whenever they want it to be a full moon, except yeah. the remake, which... Does a good job, I think. Yeah, of, of showing passing showing of time. Months. Yeah, okay, so I mean, that's it for the original. I guess we can... That's a good segue into the, the remake. Um, 2010, Universal already, I think, feeling the heat of other movies, and uh, Marvel was yeah, it started starting to get get off the ground with that cinematic universe. So they decide they're going to start rebooting. At least this is how I remember them talking about this movie when it came out. That this they were going to test the waters and see if this could be if this could start like another series for yeah, them. Bring them back again, like they kind of did in the 90s, right? Um, 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it deserves that. People didn't like it. I don't think it deserves... This is compared to the 94%. So we go from 94 to 34 between the original and the remake. Well, the remake has so much more in it that everything is just kind of muddled and it's not as much about Larry anymore. That That's what I liked about the original is that it was Larry Talbot and his story mm-hmm. of him changing into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. This one has that, but you also get his dad played by Anthony Hopkins beautifully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which as great as Claude Rains is, I think that for what they were trying to get across as the father, Anthony Hopkins is the better one. And they take a much different approach to the father in the remake. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. much different role. Yeah. He's actually, if you haven't seen the movie, then- this is going to be a spoiler, but he's a wolfman. Right. He's the wolfman, the, not the original, because we kind of see some really horrible flashback from a feral child biting him or something up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. But then he becomes a wolfman, and he kills Lawrence's mother, and he kills his own son, too, and then he tries to kill his other son. Yeah, right. He has a much more active role than Claude Rains had. Claude Rains was kind of a bystander in the original Which, movie. In the original one, Claude Rains, or the father, was supposed to be very cold. Like, there's a reason why Larry went to America and never came back. Which, Claude Rains pulls that a little bit well, but it just feels like a stern father from the 40s. -hmm. It doesn't feel like he left because his father. Where in the remake, you get that a lot. Well, okay, and it's it's important to know that the remake is about a half hour longer than the original, which is pretty standard. But um, for a movie, you know, that was made obviously seventy years later, 
but you can you can feel that as well that they were sticking very closely to the wolfman's premise except they needed to expand a lot of these plot points that that needed to be to fill another half hour's worth of time um okay so we can talk about this 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 movie a little bit um obviously starring Benicio del Toro Mm -hmm. Anthony Hopkins and Emily Blunt so she's playing the Gwen character so she has a much larger role yeah I think in this movie and we have the inspector too yeah inspector Aberline played by uh Hugo Weaving Mm -hmm. he was great that character doesn't exist it does in the original but he's 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 kind of the form of the fiance because in this one the the female lead is engaged to Larry's brother. Right. Who dies at the beginning. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about this. So movie opens up. They open with the poem. They immediately change Wolfbane to Wolvesbane. Yeah. yeah which is with the moon. Right, with the full moon. So this is um, most modern readings of the poem say Wolvesbane because right. Wolvesbane's the actual flower. Yeah. Wolfbane was just a, a made up thing. It was the 40s. They didn't care. Okay, so it opens up with Ben Talbot, who's Larry's brother, getting mauled. Mm-hmm. And immediately, you can tell that this movie's going to have a lot of violence. Yeah, which it should. Right. And it wasn't too much. I mean... Well, I guess... there. Yeah, you know, we'll yeah. get into it. But there are, some, there are some decently graphic scenes. All extremely obvious CGI, rather than practical effects. But still very, very bloody, violent scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Just like, like you mentioned, Gwen is, is the brother's fiancé. So we meet... We meet Gwen as this grieving, uh, not widow, but... Pre-widow. Pre-widow. Widow. Yeah, right. Um, I guess grieving fiancé would work. Oh, I guess they don't know that Ben's dead yet either. They just, he's missing. So they call Larry, who's who's an actor again, but he's actually in London performing. So he yeah, has a much tour, shorter trip. Yeah. Still no accent. No accent. They find out Ben's dead already. Um, and then we get this long scene of, of these men in a bar basically going over hitting every major point of wolfman lore they talk about the silver bullets they talk about the full moon they talk about the gypsies um it, i mean they pretty much it's like they're just feeding you yeah they don't all the plot points the backstory the movie doesn't unravel that information they, they just give it you in a bar which but, i mean it is what it is well i think it's good here because they need to get that information in there and and a lot of people already know it. Yeah. The 40s, no one really knew that. They made up most of it for that movie. Right. So they're just, they, they run it over. It is what it is. Then we get the first of several long and very unnecessary, like, flashback slash vision. He almost seems like he's having a vision. It's, I think they're dreams. He's not always asleep. The first time he walks into his brother's childhood room and he gets like, oh, he gets like hit with this vision of sometimes, them as boys. It seems like Benicio is asleep sometimes, but. Wow. But no, yeah, you. The flashbacks are supposed to reveal that Papa Talbot was, killed yeah, Mama he was Talbot. A bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because in the second flashback, then we get the scene of of Larry uh, stumbling out at night and finding uh, Anthony Hopkins kind of lurking over his dead mother. No, he's holding his dead mother, who <laughs> has her throat cut slit with a knife in her hand. So it's supposed to, he's remembering it as suicide. It was her throat or her wrist. No, it's her throat. You're it right. Her, yeah. 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 You're right. Why would it be uh, listen, I don't know these things. Okay. So sure? anyway, then Gwen takes off after they find out Ben's dead and, uh, Larry rides into the gypsy camp, meets Maleva. Here's where we get an incredibly bad CGI bear. Oh man. Probably the worst CGI in the movie. 
Yeah. And for 2010, it's, it's not bad. acceptable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like bad CGI bear. Yeah, it's like cable television. Like I've, quality they, they definitely could have gotten a real bear for, or even a man in a bear costume. No, get the get the Henson Company on it. Well, I if I would have seen a Muppet in this, it would have been great. A Muppet bear. Yeah. Anyway, a bear. So the reason I think the reason they did this was because the original movie had a scene with a bear, and that didn't go well. It got ended up not even getting filmed or getting well, cut. What happened was they needed a bear. They had a trainer. The trainer woke up the bear from hibernation. The bear was pissed. The bear started to make a scene. While they were filming this scene, originally it was supposed to be, I guess, maybe a long time ago, a, a fun thing to do was to go to a carnival and try to fight a bear. <laughs> but that's what they were doing. And Lon Chaney, or Larry, supposed to be fighting the bear. And then you just see in his eyes, he's going more and more mad, contributing to the fact that you don't know if he's turning into a wolf man or not. And then he just becomes fierce with this bear. The bear, uh, supposed to run off and hide underneath this cart or trailer or something. And everyone's supposed to be a little freaked out about what they just saw. Something completely unnatural. But the bear uh, ended up chasing other actors underneath <laughs> carts and up trees. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I think this was a little nod to that, that yeah, story. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. Maybe they're pulling elements they couldn't use in the original. Right. Of course, the bear does nothing here except... No, the bear gets scared. Yeah, and then he runs away. Right. Which... Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So the bear gets loose because the wolf, a wolf attacks the camp. Yeah. Um, and this, this is honestly some of my favorite yeah, parts of the movie. Mean, absolutely. There are some fantastic, uh, again, CGI, but some fantastic moments of violence here. My favorite being yeah. when the wolf man sticks his claw through this guy's chin and out his open mouth. Yeah, that just felt very, I liked it. And it just felt very of that time period yeah. of over-the-top violence. Absolutely. There's also, wait, is that the scene where the guy runs into the, no, no, because no, that's Larry later. Okay, never mind, never mind. Okay, so Wolf attacks the camp, murders a whole bunch of people. Very great. Um, Larry gets attacked by the bear. Pretty good, pretty good attack. The bear on his, or? No, 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 the wolf, the wolf. Yeah, after he runs yeah, away. Pretty good attack on his shoulder. Pretty gnarly looking. Good effects. Yeah. yeah. And you should say the effects in this movie were done by Rick Baker, who's a very famous uh, makeup artist. Um, Worship Jack Pierce. Who worshipped Jack Pierce. And was, um, once he found out this movie was being made, he demanded to be put on this movie. Yeah. Um, and I mean, particularly in the creature effects, in the Wolfman's face, you can tell his love for the oh, original. Oh, yeah. It looks, it's exactly the way it should look it pays homage to the original but it scares up what right. is not scary at all now right but it's yeah it's great so it gets cut up pretty bad maleva stitches him up meanwhile the other uh, gypsies in the cart are telling maleva to kill him instead she's like not having it yeah um you know which is cool so he goes it's, yeah go ahead no no he goes home and this is where he starts having visions okay, of the feral gonna, okay the feral boy yeah but also, I wanted to say, about, since we were talking about the gypsies in Maleva, that her role in the remake is not nearly as good as the original. Yes. Because the original had Maleva, who's almost like the mother figure of seeing what Larry really is, and he knows exactly, and she still, you know, cares for him. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the remake, we get Maleva doing nothing. I mean, the original had the wolf man coming with her. 
she brought all this bad stuff. In the original, it's just everything's there. You don't even really need the gypsies there at all. Right. Totally. Yeah, I mean, and she doesn't have as much to do in this movie mm-hmm. either. And it's it suffers. Yeah. Of course, you can't really get as good an actress in that role as you, the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so he sees this. Uh, there's some, some jump scares now in this movie with the feral boys having visions. Yeah. The boys popping up at the you end of his bed. don't know who he is yet. Yeah, he's just like a weird, wolfy-looking boy. Um, Gwen now returns. Larry's fully healed like overnight people start to get a little suspicious this is when we meet hugo weaving as inspector everline yeah because they now think it's a bear or something yeah a some sort of creature he's from scotland yard um and then we get one of the, my least favorite scenes in the movie it's just a scene of larry teaching Skipping gwen rocks. how yep. to skip rocks you knew exactly where i was going yeah it's just i don't it's a bad scene because the original one works so well and moves so quickly and so streamlined this one doesn't feels muddied this is one of those areas where his relationship with her i couldn't care less about yeah it's not no and they 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 set themselves up for it to be harder too because they wrote themselves in this extra plot point of her being his brother's fiance. So, so there's like this extra hurdle of like, oh, well, you know, she's still in love with Ben or whatever. But in the first one, it's just like, ah, he's like a horn dog and there's this hot girl. They kind of fall for each other. And then, yeah, it's it's much, it's much more natural. It doesn't seem as forced. Exactly. This one feels forced. So rock skipping scene. Bummer. Bad scene. Um, Larry's back at the house. A bunch of angry mob shows up. Yeah. One of my favorite Anthony Hopkins scenes oh, in the movie. Yeah. Well, he's Anthony Hopkins for the most part when he, you see him as Anthony Hopkins is great. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So Anthony Hopkins shoots shoots a guy off a horse. Yeah. And it's great. The guy yells, "Damn you, Talbot." Yeah. This is one of the best Just lines. Screen. Oh, yeah, best line in the movie. Shouldn't make you laugh, but it does. Anthony Hopkins says something to the effect of Ah, I meant to shoot your horse or something like yeah, that. Or maybe he does shoot the horse. Anyway, um, so Larry starts- what you're thinking of is, because in this one, they also, Anthony Hopkins is a recluse in this, not recluse, hermit. Yeah, he's a hermit. Yeah, he's holed up in this big mansion that's- It's pretty dilapidated. Yeah, he's let it rot. It's like a big difference from Claude Rain's like pristine yeah. manner. Yeah, and they have a manservant here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then he's the manservant he uses as a threat. Yeah forgot about the manservant he's fairly important yeah it's kind of a weird weird ad but yeah Yeah. i I get why they did it um larry does now so we haven't seen him transform yet he's starting to feel weird he tells gwen to leave puberty oh yeah he starts getting real weird like he's like smelling her her skin and like hearing like a wolf yeah he's like all his senses are heightened he like hears horses coming from miles away rocks he hears the people pull up you're right you're right um so now the villagers are preparing for the full moon in a, in a scene similar to the original. They're yeah. setting up bear traps, except in this one, they're like digging holes and putting spikes yeah. in them. They mean business. Yeah, it's much more intense. They also have a goat sacrifice. They tie yeah. a goat up to this weird altar, yeah, a rock altar. So then we see Sir John lock himself in a crypt, which is a weird move for him well, at this point because we don't good. know much about the backstory. That was a good scene because he Larry follows his father there and he sees him there and... When he locked, when Anthony Hopkins locks the door, you think, oh, maybe he's locking himself away from right. Larry, which that scene plays that way, that he knows what he's going to become and he's protecting himself. Yeah. And that's when we see our first trans. 
right. formation. Which, if we're to take it that way, with that like interpretation, that sets those two characters of Claude Rains and Anthony Hopkins apart immediately because we have Anthony Hopkins then who's who believes it, right? Who's taking the precaution yeah. by locking himself up. And we have Claude Rains' character who just wanted it to wanted him to forget yeah, about it. Before we know the secret of right. his madness. Um, so we get the first transformation of the movie, really graphic y, really CGI y, yeah. the hands, fingers expanding, toes expanding. Like they were trying jaw to jaw popping open. Uh American Werewolf in London. Yeah. But they just decided to go with CGI. Yeah. I mean it looks okay. It's it's better than the bear. You expected at this point to there to be CGI. Yeah. And I don't think it looks that bad. It looks okay. No, you know what's happening. So he goes out and keeping with the theme of uh, things happening immediately, he immediately falls into the hole, the trap. Yeah. Just like the second he gets to the altar, he falls oh, in the hole. Wolf men <clears throat> are not very smart men, apparently. I guess not. Uh, also, the hole's like six feet deep and he's a wolf man. So he jumps out of it and immediately starts killing people. Yeah. Just destroying people. Which is interesting how they do all those kind of effects because those are practical effects of all the stunts. Yeah. Also, another of my favorite kills in this movie, a man uh, panicking and running away. He runs into like a swampy bog type thing (laughs) and he gets stuck and he turns around and goes to shoot himself in the head out of bullets. Larry comes up and in one swipe lobs his head cleanly off and you see the head fly off screen. Yeah, that's... It reminded me a lot of Sleepy Hollow, the mm, yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah. Johnny Slightly Depp cartoony yeah. violence. Not yeah. not like hyper realistic. No. Well, it's it's a at that point during those scenes, it's an action movie. Right. Because they know it's not going to be that scary. Mm-hmm. So now we get the first now Larry's just kind of running around. And one of the things I liked about the remake is that they show him running. Yeah. Like a man and like a wolf interchangeably. Yeah. Which I like because it lends more of like half man, half wolf thing to it. He, when he's kind of lumbering around, he's on two feet. And when he's really moving, yeah. he goes down on all fours. Which is interesting because I saw how they were doing the running scenes. Because even when he's on two legs, still running faster than a man. So they put him on this, the actor, on this big like carpet basically. And they were pulling it from a truck. So he's standing on it. But he's also starting to run on it, too. So. so it looks like he's running twice as fast. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, I think it works really well. I really appreciated some of the movement and everything they did with this movie. Yeah, because the, the original one, as far as they got, were Lon Chaney Jr. lurking behind a tree. Right. And the special effects in that was they painted the trees black. Right, to make them look <laughs> wet. Yeah. Um, okay, so turns turns back into a man. The villagers come and take him to the asylum so here's where we get a a lot of asylum shots which i think is a point of contention for a lot of people about this movie well it's in the original one they addressed it by the father just saying you're crazy Mm -hmm. let me tie you in a chair and show you you're crazy right this one they give you a whole drawn out back not backstory well it is because we find out this is the same asylum he was in as a child when his father sent him away because he went crazy after seeing his mother so he was trying to hide it so now he's back at the same same asylum. We get this unnecessary character of like an evil, uh, not even vengeful, yeah. but just kind of a. I don't think he was evil. That's just how they tre- they were just showing. That's how they treated mental cases. Well, the doctor particularly makes a point of saying like he. We know that he was the same doctor from when he was a boy, and he you know he's he's particularly uh, like yeah, mean yeah. to Lair. I mean, he's not like 
he's not sympathetic to Larry at yeah, all. Everybody's a dick. Yeah. So, uh, some obnoxious scenes of um, him getting dipped in a giant ice bath and Benicio del Toro's full range of emotions. Of being cold. Being cold <laughs> and then angry yeah. and then cold again. Which I will say that... They do even in this scene because Papa Talbot comes to visit him right. and they show they do a very good job of showing Anthony Hopkins or Anthony Hopkins does a good job of showing that he's a little bit crazy. Yeah. That so, he's out of his mind because he's walking through a really horrible scene of just these mental patients losing their minds on the floor and he's just walking down there playing the harmonica. Yeah, which is really cool scene. But that's at, that's when he's leaving because yeah. when he gets there, he gives the basically the entire rest of the backstory that we're missing so he tells larry i'm a wolf he gives him the backstory of that he was bitten by this feral boy we're seeing all this in flashback he says i'm the one who killed your mother i'm the one who killed your brother he's just laying it all on the table at this point and larry larry's like tied up chained to the wall yeah he's pissed but you know yeah they're painting the uh anthony hopkins to be the villain and you're supposed to feel sympathetic towards Larry, as you should, but also as Larry as the Wolfman, too, which I don't agree with. Right. Because I'm going to go back to the original. The Wolfman is the villain. And the struggle is with Larry turning into this to this Wolfman monster. Right. And that's where the whole plot lies and that's where it should lie yeah so now you're in this supposed one, to feel bad for him. they're giving you oh here's a good wolf man here's a yeah, bad wolf yeah man. i don't want to be rooting for the wolf man yeah for other sp- reasons besides lobbing a guy's head off right you're not supposed to be sympathetic towards one wolf man no and, and they're yeah. all horror right that's the whole point of the thing yeah well either way so this is this is the best dialogue in the movie it's a monologue but anthony's yeah. monologue in the he could it's incredible. This should just been the whole movie. It's just him telling backstory well, about wolves. Well, it's Anthony Hopkins. He's, right. He elevates this movie. Yeah. So like Mike said, then he walks out playing the harmonica in just this unbelievably badass yeah. shot of him just yeah. walking down a long hallway Especially playing the harmonica. Especially after what he just said. Yeah. That you know this is going to get not what you thought. Yeah. So it's now- It's it, very interesting. Yeah. So like, I think this scene is really where the, the first big moment when you see that this is taking- a different turn than the original because up until this point at least the major plot points have been identical to the original embellished but same pacing and now we get a hint that okay i think something else is going to be happening which is good that's good because they're paying tribute to the original paying homage and then they're also doing something else they want to with it it just if that works or not that's a whole different story right and so now we get some of the worst dialogue in the entire movie. Oh, the worst line in maybe movie history. Yeah, it's a bad line. So at this point, um, this this mean doctor who you'd say isn't evil, he brings Larry tied up in a wheelchair to into this room full of other doctors. With one door. With one door that they lock. And a window to and see a the moon. <laughs> giant window, right as it's about to be the full moon, and they're gonna they're gonna sit there and watch the moon do nothing to prove to Larry that he's fine. And then Larry says I will of- kill all of you. <laughs> now, I don't pride myself in being a good actor. And I tried there. And that's about as bad as it is. That was- Which I don't think it's the line's fault. I think it's the reading of the line. It's the delivery. That was all Benicio's fault. I don't think he's as good an actor. I think he's a good actor. I don't think that he speaks well. Yeah. He, he yeah. kind of... Yeah. 
through it's, some things. It's a bad line. He yells it maybe. Is it just the one time? I think he just yells it that one time. Okay, it's a it's bad laughable. line. Yeah. And those scientists laugh at him. Yeah, they laugh right in his face. So as you can imagine, the, the moon's full. He turns into a wolf, kills almost everybody. No, everyone. Everyone in the room. He, uh, he takes the doctor, throws him out the giant window, and he lands on a spiked iron fence. Yeah. And pretty... then everyone is locked in the room right. because they're all trying to open the door at the same time. Mm-hmm. Little Three Stooges-esque. Yeah, it's pretty slapsticky. Okay, so Larry escapes. He's like running along the rooftops of London. Which is a great scene. Beautiful scene. Because we never got to see the Wolfman in a... In a city. Yeah. Just in the woods. Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got Aberline chasing him, shooting at him on the rooftops. Yeah. It's a good action scene. Yeah. This um, movie is great with its action scenes. Yeah. he At one point, he knocks over a trolley and is like ripping people out of the trolley. Yeah. It's pretty pretty good he he wakes up in the morning and goes hides in in gwen's shop and aberline comes looking for him aberline shoots a mirror which is a great scene because yeah. he thinks he's hiding behind the mirror he sees a pair of shoes right it's a statue yeah cool alone yeah cool scene though um okay so now things are moving larry goes back to talbot manor finds the manservant dead so now we're like yeah, okay the time now. yeah the plot we're getting to the climax of this yeah movie. and the servant was important because well, for one thing, we know now that he's been living with him this whole time, knowing that he's a werewolf, and he has these silver bullets that he's been holding just in case. So that's why Lon, or Lon <sighs> Larry goes back and gets those bullets so he can kill his father. Right. Becomes much more Shakespearean in a completely different way in, mm-hmm. in this one. And Anthony... Uh, absolutely destroys the scene too it's amazing he's just sitting in a room playing the piano badly badly out of tune and uh it's great he haunting yeah he, he's great and then maybe kicks off another one of the worst scenes in the movie the yeah. wolf fight i think this is the scene in the movie that really just destroyed it for audiences yeah so basically uh, if you haven't seen the movie you've got CGI'd version of Benicio Wolf with a CGI'd no, version. No, those aren't CGI. Well, when they're leaping 10 feet through the air at each other, I, I no. bet they're CGI. No, they're on uh, wires. They're on wires? Yeah. Anyway, you got bad, bad wolves. Yeah, so that makes it worse knowing that it's not CGI. The Anthony Hopkins wolf just looks like a hairy Anthony yeah, they Hopkins. Just, well, they took a short actor who's old and gave him a short, old, grade Great wolf, wolf. And it looks bad. He's yeah. all white haired. It just. When you see the wolf man, at least for me, I didn't want to see more than one wolf man at the same time. Right. Because it's no longer about a personal story. It becomes a big action type thing, like right. an underworld. Or and, I th- and to the point of like over the top action sequence, I think the second they start fighting, like maybe the second that he takes the first swing, he knocks a lantern off the table and or start, a candle and sets it on fire. Starts the mansion on fire. Two seconds into the fight, so not only yeah. do you have a bad wolf man fight, they're doing it in literally like a burning room. Well, it it does add to one of the funniest visuals of which is the end of the fight. Right. Of Anthony Hopkins' Wolfman on fire, and then we get another wonderful lob off of the head. Yeah. He's running around yeah. on fire, completely engulfed in flame, Yep, and Larry lobs his head off in one swipe. Yeah. Then we see it. We see the head <laughs> rolling across yeah. the floor and turning back into Anthony Hopkins. Perhaps, well, minus the bear, the worst CGI. Yeah. As it, as it rolls and turns back, yeah. it's bad. He even, like, he does, like, a little, like, post-death 
chomping of his yeah. jaw. Like, yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, the, the head as it rolls is like chomping. Okay. Well, we're getting there. This movie, as I said before, this is a lot to take in. It's too much is happening. Okay. So Gwen and Aberline show up. Aberline tries to shoot the wolf. Gwen, just dumb, dumb move. Knox's gun makes him miss. Aberline immediately gets bit by Larry. Gwen bails. She gets out of there the second Aberline goes down. Now we got Larry chasing her through the woods. Also, Hugo gets bitten, I believe, at one point. Yeah, he's Aberline. That's what I just said. Oh, I'm sorry. Gets immediately bit as soon as he misses. I know him as Hugo and nothing else. All right, all right. Hugo. Um (laughs) All right, so this is it. This is the end of the movie. Larry corners Gwen in the woods. This is a lot like the original now, paying homage yeah. to it again. Then we have this awful line where Gwen looks looks at him in yeah. the eyes right as he's about to chomp her, and he, she delivers the most cliche, like, Larry, you know me. You know me. Yeah, you're in there. Yeah. yeah, I know you're in there. You know me type line, which is bad. It's a bad line. It's a bad moment. So then, like, oh, he you has know, this realization in his eyes, like he's not going to bite her. Yeah. But then, of course, he goes to bite her again. Yeah. She shoots through his chest dead but we get a horrible not dead fake out moment yeah where like she thinks he's dead and then he goes like ah and he goes to grab her again yeah bad that's when everyone shows up unnecessary and it ends with Everline Hugo Hugo Everline yeah uh Hugo Everline <laughs> being bitten and then him looking worried and worn oh, and out and it ends with the so, moon again yeah so it ends very ambiguous of oh do we have a different wolfman now mm-hmm. which I guess it's good that this movie was received poorly and didn't get a sequel just so we didn't get someone else. To have to see a Hugo Weaving Wolfman? Yeah. I mean, the Wolfman, that Wolfman will always be uh, Larry Talbot. Right. Yeah, that's his story. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, one of the things that that we talked about already that I mentioned that was different about these two movies is in the first movie, the original you have... Each time they turn into a wolf, you see, they kill like one person. Yeah. Most of the times it was this person that was marked for death. Other yeah. times we see him kill the gravedigger and he wakes up. So like right. it's like a one and done type thing. In this movie, the wolf man is just killing as many people as possible. Well, There's that scene of him running down the street, just killing as many people as possible. Before that, he had killed about 50 doctors in an asylum. I don't think that's worse. I think that's actually... Yeah, better. Yeah, but... Because it's more realistic. I mean, I guess I'm arguing the realism of a wolfman, but he, uh, yeah, he's just gonna kill one person and be like, "Well, that was fun. I'm gonna go back yeah, to it's bed not, now." It's not worse, but I feel again that the simplicity of the original, being a much smaller story, that works better, and it it's almost scarier because you don't know. I guess it's scarier for Larry, who's seeing who he's gonna kill, because you don't really get that in the the remake. Right. He doesn't have to kill the people that are close to him. Mm-hmm. I know he loved that grave digger. Yeah, him and that grave digger were drinking buddies. Mm-hmm. All right. I just want to read this one quote as we wrap up the sequel. This is a quote from Ronald Meyer, who's the president mm-hmm. of Universal Studios. And when asked about the current? Wolfman, current president, asked about the Wolfman remake, the 2010 version, this is what he said. And I quote, one of the worst movies we've ever made. The moment I saw it, I thought, what have we all done here? That movie was crappy. We all went wrong. That's one that we should have smelled out a long time ago. The script never got it right. The director was wrong. Benicio stunk. It all stunk. Hmm. That's harsh. That's way harsh. 
and I think it's completely unnecessary. And that's that sounds to me like somebody who um, didn't get his way. Who yeah, who didn't get his way, or who um, when he saw that the movie wasn't doing well, he just immediately turned yeah. his back on it. Because that's it's a lot of that's unnecessary. A lot of that I wouldn't even say is true. Yeah, some of that I tend to agree with, like Benicio being wrong. Not he didn't ah, say wrong. He said Benicio stunk. Yeah, I don't think he stunk. I just think a, a different actor could have been better. Now, this is an interesting point because I think Benicio is a beautiful replacement for Lon Chaney Jr. I think they have a similar sympathy. I think they have a similar like just sadness about them when they act and almost like this mono delivery right like Lon Chaney was a very mono person Lon yeah. Chaney Jr. And I feel like Benicio has the same vibe with that said they've recently announced a potential mm. um, casting for the the Universal Cinematic Universe remake which is due in 2018 and they've announced Dwayne The Rock Johnson has this been confirmed no they're, they're announced that they... he's he's in the rumor mill right oh, now oh okay well that makes me feel a little bit better that they're looking to Dwayne that, Johnson that choice cannot be any worse you're right so if you think about it in terms of maybe if he's is the Wolfman as the Wolfman and they get a better actor to play oh, Larry like he's just playing the wolf yeah I believe ah. that then it would, it'd be stupid I don't but think they're gonna do it no it's I can't imagine they would go with this unless they plan on tanking this whole cinematic universe. I don't know. I can't. See, but we know, we already know for a fact that they're taking a more action adventure approach to the cinematic universe. Which, if if they do it like they did the remake, I could see. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if that's what they mean by the action adventure, I could see that. But even they said that with the new Mummy coming out with Tom Cruise, right? But. The director also said it's going to scare the hell out of you, or someone did yeah. in the film. Wow. So, I mean, I have high hopes. I, I've, I hope, I really, really, really hope the cinematic universe gets it right. Yeah. I don't think Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a good choice for Larry no. Talbot. Larry no, Talbot God. needs to be, um, an, like an unassuming, sympathetic, not unassuming, but you know, kind of pathetic. He's supposed to be an average Joe. Right. And I don't think Benicio is, but Lon yeah. Chaney Jr. is for sure. Yeah. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson is not. No, he's he's a muscly he man. He would have no part in any of these movies, right? Unless he's like a Van Helsing type character, right? Okay, so talking about this third, or I guess second remake, third third Wolfman, we're gonna get to our first uh, wrap up question here: of should the Wolfman have been remade? I think the only reason it should be remade is if it's going to be fitting in with the cinematic universe because unlike dracula and unlike frankenstein you don't have a source material to go off of right so you're literally remaking the 1941 movie yeah and there's no need to do that unless you're doing it to make it a part of a bigger thing right so it's like as a to to keep remaking the wolfman as a standalone movie would be a mistake yes so what is what do you think about the 2010 remake then now that it's a standalone movie do you Uh, think it should have been done I don't think it should have. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more the first time I saw it because we went in hearing all these incredibly negative things about it. But I enjoyed it. I own it. I rewatch it. Mm -hmm. I don't plan on putting it away or forgetting about it once the new one comes along. And it could be just as good as the original or better. But it's just for those scenes of claws through mouths and heads lopped off on Mm -hmm. fire, it's worth it. And I think, I think that for me, I mean, I, I agree. I really like it. I'm glad that they remade it with Benicio del Toro. And I think that I look at it 
with a much more critical eye because they haven't remade this character a thousand times. This yeah. is the first that this Benicio del Toro one is the first real Wolfman remake. Whereas with first time someone else is playing right, other than Lon Chaney Jr. and with other properties like Dracula and Frankenstein. I mean, they've made five different Frankenstein movies off the Mary Shelley material in the last five years. Yeah. So I mean, with the Wolfman, it's this when it when they do it. It needs to be right. It needs to be right because they don't. There hasn't this long history of getting it wrong so many times. Which, unlike the president of Universal, it did get some things right. Right. Oh, and yeah. some things better, like Anthony Hopkins. Right. Okay. So that that brings us then to our final wrap up question: of Does it stand up to the original? Does it do justice to the original? Before I answer that, I want to say, maybe if you were younger at the time and lost a good amount of weight, I would have liked to have seen John Goodman in that role. Oh, because he, he has that sadness to him. Oh, he definitely has the sadness. Yeah, because no look doubt at him. about that. And he is a much better actor than Benicio in terms of delivery. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about the final scene in in Barton Fink, the shows somebody going mad. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly the kind of like aggression you could yeah. see as maybe a wolf he'll be. Man. He's too old, but a Frankenstein would work too. Ah, John Goodman's Frankenstein. Yeah, I guess not. No way, man. After watching that Apple Christmas commercial with Brad Garrett as Frankenstein, I don't want to see anyone else as Frankenstein. It's Brad Garrett from now on. Yeah. It was the born. It was the role he was born to play. Yeah, maybe. I know this is off topic, but maybe Michael Shannon. Oh, he's he would be a good. He's a little old, unfortunately. I think mm, he'd make a hell of a oh Boris Karloff. Yeah, he could, How yeah. old was Boris when you? Remade? He was old too. Yeah, yeah. He he got started late in those yeah. in those roles, but yeah, Michael Shannon would be a flawless Boris Karloff. Yeah, uh, in anything. I just feel like just the look on Brad Garrett's face as Frankenstein was. He got the. He to me empathy. looked more like the young Frankenstein, Frankenstein, than. Well, his dad did play. <laughs> yeah. His his TV dad. His TV dad did play Frankenstein. Yeah, but that's my views on Frankenstein's monster as a whole. Other yeah. Thing all right. All right. All right. Back back yeah, to the back wolf, to the question. Man. Does Should, it stand up to the original? In some areas, like the attention to detail. Mm-hmm. You can. I will say this. You can tell this movie was made by people who loved the original. Yes. You can tell that they had a lot of care and a lot of passion for the original film. Yeah. And then they just tried to add more to it, and that's where it went wrong. Right. But yeah, I think it stands up to it absolutely. I think if you watch the remake, or the original and then the remake, right back to back, you're going to be a little bit disappointed. Mm -hmm. But like us, when we first saw it, we had seen the original many times, and it was a part of, you know, part of our lives. Right. And this came along and said, hey, here's something you loved. Slightly different, but mm-hmm. we love it too. Yeah, right. And it felt it felt that way. And it felt like, um, you know, as, a, as somebody who obviously had seen these Universal movies later in life and years and years and years after they were intended to be seen originally, um, you know, there's a certain element when you watch them. It's like, this movie is fantastic, but, you know, it's not scary. These no, movies aren't scary. Yeah. Right. And so, like, when you see something that so closely resembles the original, but updated to be scary, to be reflective of the effects and, and gore and violence and, and action that you see in modern movies, um, it was nice. It was nice to see it. Yeah. Um, I do think it stands up to the original. I think where it falls short is in the excess yeah. I think if they stuck truer to the true to the original story of of like you mentioned earlier, following Larry and being more about his journey through this and less about secondary and ancillary characters and plot devices, yeah, it would have been better received. Um, 
and I think uh, this will be my last point, but I think a reason, in my opinion, that a lot of people didn't like this movie is because they didn't know the original. They didn't compare it. They weren't comparing it to the original. They went in as this standalone Remember horror movie about a wolf, man, you know, or, or a werewolf in general and thought, and they did, didn't understand the nuances of the story. And they weren't, yeah, they weren't remembering a lot of the detail. Right. Well, not even detail. It's just, yeah, your point is made. All right. You got anything else to add? I am cautiously, cautiously looking forward to the next one. The next Wolfman? Yeah. The whole cinematic universe because- I am as well. It is, it's stupid that they haven't done it yet. And it's scary that they've tried a couple of times and bombed. Yeah. Oh, like Dracula Untold was supposed to be the yeah, start. Yeah, I think wasn't the one of the Frankenstein supposed to? Or was it, that might have just been Probably. a rumor. Probably. There's seriously been five Frankenstein releases in the last couple of years. Too many. The Sea yeah. of Ice. By the time this comes out, the mummy, the new mummy tri- full trailer will have been released. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll take a look at that. I thought the teaser trailer looked pretty good. Yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise. Here's my thing about it. I was talking to some coworkers about it and... Basically, I mean, yeah, it's going to be Tom Cruise. It's going to be action. It's going to be a lot of him running around, yeah. punching things in the face and whatnot. Which but he's been good at lately. Right, which, but he's been good. His last several movies have been good, just like turn off your mind and watch action movies. And so I think if they can incorporate even just a, a fair amount of horror into that vibe, it's going to be successful. They Hopefully they do as good a job with what they did with the 90s mummy. Where instead of interjecting more humor into it, interject more terror. More terror. Terror. Yes, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, this was the first episode of The Remake Mistake. Uh, check it out. Look for more episodes as well as a bunch of articles, quizzes, and lists on wolfbamblooms.com. I am Eric. I am here with Mike. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening. I forgot the first rule of remakes, Joe. Don't fuck with the original. 